And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. DirecTV gives you access to apps like Netflix and live sports right next to each other. I don't get it. Let me put it in pigeon terms. It's like that one amazing dumpster with the old fruit and cardboard all in one place. How am I supposed to keep up with illustrative metaphors when you are making me so hungry? Get live TV and streaming apps together without a satellite. Visit directtv.com. Requires high-speed internet-connected Gemini device and separate paid subscription to watch Netflix on DirecTV. Terms and restrictions apply. All right, welcome to the latest edition of Hear That Podcast, Growlin'. Paul Andrew Jr. and Jay Morrison of The Athletic here with you on The Walkout on a Halloween night where the Bengals lose 32-13 to in Cleveland in a game that wasn't quite that close uh, and have a massive pile of problems to sift through that are more than just one bad night, some that feel like they might have ramifications throughout the rest of this season. And a bad loss at a bad time on a big stage, and um, certainly a a a a big moment uh, for this team this season, uh, slamming back to reality after the last couple of weeks. Yeah, I mean, you you could call this the the limp out version as opposed to the walkout. It's I mean, it was it was such a poor performance. The, the injuries are mounting. The the Awuzie one is is really big. Um, you, I've never seen that before. You see it when a guy's on a cart and people come over and dap him up, but, uh, the number of people going into the blue tent to, I don't, I assume they weren't checking on him. I'm sure the word spread and they were just going in there to console him. It, it, and it was, it did the locker room. I, the locker room tonight felt more devastated and quiet and almost like a death in the family had happened. And even after the Super Bowl, we weren't in the soup, we were in the lock, we were in the locker room after the Super Bowl, but it just, it, it was in the, it was palpable in the air. And it, it was, I, I think they all realize what a hole they are in right now and, and how big that climb is going to be. They're four and four. They're oh and three in the division. That's it. And Baltimore has, the easiest schedule in football essentially in front of them. And the Bengals have one of the hardest and it got exponentially harder tonight as these injuries pile up. You know, if you were taking Burrow out of the equation as the obvious and you said, all right, who are the next ones that you definitely can't lose? Reader Awuzie Chase might be the order you go in with maybe Hendrickson in there, who's also playing through all kinds of stuff right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not the quantity, it's the quality of, you know, they they have a pinpoint attacked, you know, this team, these injuries, that this is the long-lasting thing. And Jay, Zach Taylor says after the game, you know, it doesn't look good, you mm-hmm. know, with with. Cheeto and, and yeah, it does seem knee injury. They just don't have the ability to withstand that one. Like they already were playing Cam Taylor Britt, where a week ago they were just trying to get him snaps so he knows what NFL games like. 
Mm-hmm. And now you're like he's the he's the closest thing to a real corner you've got out there. They pull had to pull Dax Hill out to play corner late in the game. Trey Flowers and Eli Apple both with hamstrings. Eli inactive. Flowers has it during the game. Flowers might as well have been playing on one hamstring trying to cover Mari Cooper. I mean, he, nowhere near him. That's he's not winning that matchup. That's not who he is. And they Cheeto was always the injury. I would I, I think that they had the most concern about mm-hmm. he's playing at such a high level he's i mean he's playing at a pro bowl level at a premium position for them and for it to now leave them exploring this depth of which they really don't have and you're going to be talking about eli apple and cam taylor Britt maybe being your starting corners and that's um you got to start that plane that plane ride from Cleveland to Cincinnati needs to be full of some real conversations with Duke Tobin mm-hmm. because what are you going to do i mean that is a huge loss you if you, there is any way that you can get somebody else in here at corner that can play anywhere in the vicinity of that level i mean that's a it's an uphill battle to get that person in and integrated and understanding stuff quick but they got to have a real conversation of if that's something they need to do. It certainly seems like it's something they need to be heavily considering if it's at all possible. Yeah. I mean, you mentioned it, the, the trio of injuries, at least with DJ Reader, he's he's very close to coming back. And they got lucky with Chase, where it's not going to be as long as initially feared that this one, it uh, it sounds like it's season ending. And just the, the loss of him, and it, it's not just – what he brings X and O wise, which has been fantastic. You said he's playing at a pro bowl level, but I mean, you can, I mean, these guys know what this game is and they injuries are a part of it, but you could just, it kind of reminded me of Atlanta when Tyler Eifert went down and different situation because he had been through so many, but you could really feel how hard that one hit him. Cheeto is such a leader on this team. So respected, so important. And it did. It almost felt like that was the bigger blow than the loss itself. And so they're, you know, and they're they are clearly reeling defensively. The uh, second half stretch is uh, up in flames. They went three touchdowns and three drives in the second half, and and put the game away quickly. I mean, you, you did. You, you couldn't have scripted a worse way to play the Cleveland Browns. Right. You know, a, a team that is emotionally fragile. They've had blowups and all kinds of crap the last few weeks. They've lost four in a row. They're playing on Monday Night Football. They have a great run game and a pass rush that will eat you up with Miles Garrett. How about you don't fall behind by two scores again? I mean, look, once or twice, you can say, oh, a ball didn't go our way. We had some trouble on this drive. and this." If that happens a couple times, a couple games, you can see that. You now have five road games this year. Four of them, they have fallen behind by double digits early. Four of them. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just how they play. It's who they are. We talk all the time about things that are kind of becoming who you are, sometimes good, sometimes bad. This is part of who they are. They go on the road, and they start like crap, and they have to dig out of the hole. Well, you ain't digging out of holes when they can just run Nick Chubb at you and have you have to block Miles Garrett when he knows you're throwing. Like that, there's you can't play the Browns that way, and and they did. 
you know, and you will hear about rhythm and turnovers and how oh, just the, the tipped ball. There was a lot of other plays in there. There was a lot mm-hmm. of stuff not going right in there. And you had plenty of opportunities to get things right. Really nothing went well. They didn't do anything very well tonight. Um, but these the slow starts and constantly playing from behind on the road um, are, are, are brutal. They're just brutal. They are, and you, you, it's not sustainable. It is impressive what they've been able to do to erase these deficits, but you knew it wasn't going to be sustainable, and it, it caught up with them tonight. It, that's exactly what happened, and you've you, we've seen every time they play the the Browns, it seems like, except for that shootout where the where they hit Donovan Peoples Jones for the, the game winner with a couple seconds left. This is how it plays out with this team. The the Browns just pound Nick Chubb, and it was Cream Hunt too. I thought overall. The run defense did a pretty good job. I think the Browns still ended up with like 3.9 yards per carry. But you, you, when they can just run it, run it, run it in the second half and, and not worry about really needing to score, more so just moving the chains, it's, it's a tough way to live. And it, yes, the Bengals' schedule gets a lot harder after this, but they, they've still, they've got time to, if they can find a cornerback and, and, and make a trade. I mean, you're talking about PJ Walker and Kenny Pickett, and I don't think Ryan Tannehill scores anybody. They don't, they're not seeing the Patrick Mahomes and the Josh Allen's till much later in the year. They just need to, they need to figure out a way to make sure those games matter. And they're not just playing out the string. Cause t- tonight was, it was shocking. The yes, you lose Jamar chase, but you look around that, that you look at that roster and how many weapons they have to be scoreless through three quarters. That's just, I, I don't know. It's I don't want to say head scratching because we've seen them have these struggles before, but that that can't happen. You when you have that many weapons and you're playing a team who, oh by the way, also is really banged up on defense, missing guys in the secondary, playing practice squad guys at linebacker to to have no points and what they have a hundred yards in the first half. It was just that 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 can't happen. That there's a lot of talk, like you said, a play here or there, not getting in a rhythm. Breaks didn't go our way. The Browns just made more plays than us. They need to take a hard look because that's you're still going to be without Jamar Chase for at least two more games, and they've got to figure out a way to make this offense hum or even move at all. It can't look like it looked tonight. All right, let's take a second and switch gears here and hear from a sponsor. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This comes back to what it has been all year. 
it's about protection. It's about Mm. protection allowing you to have rhythm. It's about the offensive line. It's about them looking like trash tonight. And and we said this last week. We said this last two weeks. Don't go getting crazy. I want to see what they look like against a real pass rush. Mm -hmm. The Falcons and the Saints were 30th and 32nd in pressure percentage. We, We knew that those were teams that really had very little to offer. The Bengals line needed to come out and play well against teams that have real pass rushers and be better that way. Tonight was a major concern in that area. This wasn't just Miles Garrett being great. This was a lot of dudes losing over and over again, and Burrow really looking really uncomfortable back there, um, trying to make plays and trying to trying to work through all kinds of traffic that was going on. It was a mess. Everyone was losing. This wasn't just Jonah Williams having a bad night. Everyone was losing. It was bad, and it makes you wonder. It makes you wonder. I think it makes it almost confirms in, in many ways that so much of the last two weeks was opponent based. So mm-hmm. much of the last two weeks, what you saw from the line and the, the protection, allowing them to get to that intermediate middle, having the time to work that second level of the field, was about. Falcons and Saints couldn't get you. There's a lot of teams. They're going to play teams that get you, okay? And the line is supposed to be stable enough to handle it, and they certainly didn't look like one tonight, and you wonder you know, what that continues to look like going forward because that is what is making the offense break down more than anything. And I talked about the – I don't know what the opposite of murderers row is, but that they're kind of the easy part that they have against quarterbacks. But uh, there's going to be more real pass rushes coming because you got Brian Burns and the Panthers next week. You got the Steelers after the bye. Yes, it's this is this is when we will find out if if this offense line has truly gelled and has improved, or if it's if it's going to keep looking like this. I mean, there was. We've seen Joe Burrow make these miraculous escapes and and make so many plays. With he turtled on a play, it was so bad. I mean, there were two guys were there, and he just basically turtled up and took the sack. There was nothing else he could do. And I was late in the game; things were out of hand. But you don't, you just don't see that from that guy. He thinks he can he can get out of any situation and make any play work. And that one that kind of summarized the whole night for this offense. It was just hopeless. Yeah, and so you know. Th- that's a fatal flaw. I mean, if they can't, if they can't find a way to be better than this, um, and granted, you're you are playing from behind, and that, it, but that is not great. But I mean, they weren't great early when it was close. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's not like you know they were some great unit early on. They couldn't they couldn't run the ball. You know, they weren't trying to a bunch, but again, three point four per carry for Joe Mixon, eight for twenty seven. You know, the 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 progress you felt like maybe they had made in the run game with the gun runs and the downhill stuff and the RPOs off that. This is a Browns team that does nothing but give up yards on the ground, especially up the middle. You couldn't do anything against them. I mean, this is the team that you should be able to gash. Can't do it. Couldn't do it. And that's a problem. Joe Mixon can't hold up in pass protection, has a drop, can't break tackles. You got to have questions what's going on there. Mm-hmm. Chris Evans makes a great play early in the game and then goes back to the bench for the game. Had one more snap after that. I mean, 
look, at some point when you can't move the ball, I think, hey, let's try the Evans thing again. You know, right. I mean, or, or and it just, I mean, it's easy to say that in retrospect, but there's just so much uh, where you're just like, what is going on out there? Uh, it was a, a, just a total, a total cluster, and just some of the stuff. It didn't feel like oh, a bad night stuff. It feels like stuff that's going to have legs to live on with this team for for a while, and it certainly goes a long way to make people forget what the last two weeks looked like. Yeah, and a lot of talk in the post game in the locker room after about. You know, they beat Carolina. They're five and four. That's exactly what they were at the bye last year. And I mean, so many times when you talk to these guys, they they say last year's last year. They they don't want to talk about it, but that well, they're they're that's how bad they're grasping at straws right now, or just looking for answers to for something for some glimmer of hope that hey, maybe maybe they can be the same record that they were at the bye last year and get hot in the second half. But you you could there was more evidence that something like that could build right now. And yes, it's one loss and they, 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 they were four and three before this and right on the cusp of a playoff spot, but it does, it, it feels like the way it happened tonight, it, it feels, I don't want to say ominous, but it, it, it feels like it's more than just a bad night at the office, more than just a loss. It, it, it feels like these are going to be hard things they're going to have to fix moving forward. Yeah, I mean, this is a this is a huge blow to the the idea of the North. I mean, with mm-hmm. what Baltimore has in front of them and what you have in front of you as as the Bengals. I mean, and now zero and three in the division. Yeah, I mean that is a really hard one to overcome. Uh, you've lost to the Browns and the Steelers, who you thought were going to be on the bottom of this two-horse race. Like, I mean, these are just L's you can't take. Uh, yeah, maybe you get yourself back to five and four. Uh, congratulations. You know, here comes Tennessee and Kansas City and Buffalo <laughs> and whatever Tampa's going to be and Baltimore again. And it's just, you know, I mean, <laughs> you, you can't, continue to lose games that you need to win against quarterbacks that you should be better than. I mean, Jacoby Brissett, 17-22 for 278, 12.6 yards per attempt to Jacoby Brissett, 133.7 rating to Jacoby Brissett. (laughs) Jacoby Brissett? I mean, what is going on? That's, But that's the kind of stuff you're going to have to get used to if you are this deep in your cornerback depth chart, right, you're not getting much pressure. That's the type of stuff that you're gonna have to get used to. And then throw in you talk about one of the nights where you're like, what do you even you know, what is even happening out there? Kevin Huber with a shank, Evan McPherson with a with a missed field goal and a missed PAT. I mean, the things, you know, McPherson, something you think that you can count on. That was a big play in the game when he missed that field goal, turned it around, and Cleveland come back comes back the other way. It's eleven and nothing instead of eight to three. Uh at half. I mean, it's these these things, and you're just not used to seeing that. Special teams as a whole. Mm-hmm. You know, rough night for special teams as a whole. So, you know, every phase plays bad. 
They lay another. They lay a, just an inexcusable egg in a big spot, and they're going to have a tough one. You know, these this is going to add in there. This one, Pittsburgh, where at the end of the season, as they're fighting from clawing to try to find every corner. You're going to be like, God, how did you lose? You just can't lose those games. You just can't keep losing those games. And now you've got, and now you've got the rest of the attrition starting to catch up on you. Yeah, and it's is you talked about how bad they've been on the road and in early in games and it does it feels like if they are able to get things turned around it's you're you're hoping for wild card which means you're on the road in the playoffs so it's it does it 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 just feels like this one was more than than one loss because there's there's so many things and sometimes you say that's maybe that's a good thing if if everybody's going to have a bad night just all have it at once and get it out of the way but that that doesn't this didn't feel like a one off for maybe for Evan McPherson yes but for some of these other issues it it's some of them are ongoing and some of them may just be starting T Higgins and Tyler Boyd have to be more involved I mean, you know, you, you at one point when the game was over, you had both of them with two receptions. I mean, it's just if you're not going to have Jamar Chase and you got these other guys and you, they don't have Denzel Ward, you just got to be able to get them involved more. They've got to be winning more. You've got to be finding them more. That that has to be a dedicated thing. I mean, you're just that that can't be where you end up. I mean, you finally find T Higgins and give him a shot down the field and he makes play for you. And a lot of it goes back to the line stuff, like stuff like that. Um, you know, some of the, I'll, I'll be, you know, we'll spend some time this week talking about what changes maybe they can make, what they're going to need to make, what we're going to see. I don't know where it is, but you know, perhaps Dax Hill should, should be in the mix somewhere, perhaps less Joe Mixon, uh, you know, there's a bunch of different areas where you can start to say, you know, Kevin Huber, mm-hmm. um, you know, it just feels like this is going to be a soul searching week for this team to figure out who they are, how they're going to dig out of this hole and some of the changes that they need to make because uh, they've, they've got to figure, they've got to figure something out or else it, 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 it can get out of hand really quickly. Yeah, they, they don't have the luxury of waiting until the bye, waiting one more week to, to do some of that soul-searching and self-scouting and all that. It's got to happen immediately, and it's it's got to happen on a short week. You know, it's Monday night. They're, they got one less day to get ready for, for Carolina, and I don't think Carolina's the the softy that everybody thought they were. They seem to be playing pretty well now under the new coach, and um, it is. It, it's going to be really interesting to see what direction they go because some of these things that – that would would seem to be more moves to make at the bye week may have to happen this week. Before 4 o'clock on Tuesday, potentially. I mean, mm-hmm. we'll see. So we will see if they feel a little bit more uh, pushed to try to make a move at the deadline. I did not anticipate there being anything major. I mean, they, they still have, you know, there's guys that they could potentially try to trade that are sitting around, whether we're talking about, Jackson Carmen or Isaiah Prince or, you know, I mentioned Eli Apple this afternoon, but I mean, not now. I mean, Lord knows you're hanging on to him at this point. Um, and that's, that shows you the state of affairs and the fallout from losing a guy like Cheeto. And so, uh, 
will be very interesting to track and see if the Bengals decide that they they need to put a little more push into going for it this year and trying to take advantage of this, or if they're still going to be unwilling to really part with anything uh, of any real substance, you know. So we'll be tracking that certainly on Tuesday, busy week ahead uh, to keep an eye on all this stuff. But for now, say we wrap it up. I'm sure you guys are ready to be done talking about this game or hearing about this game, <laughs> but uh, uh, unfortunately, it's going to go on for a little while. Uh, Bengals lose 32 to 13 on Monday Night Football, uh, and we will be back on. We'll just have one other episode this week. Uh, we'll have a Thursday episode uh, with. We'll be shoving everything into there uh, with the short week and the walkout hour being up. So keep an eye out for that. So, all right. Thanks, everybody, for listening, and uh, we will talk to you next time. Happy Halloween, everybody.